Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. My name is Don Stott. I am a father who experienced estrangement from one of my adult children firsthand. Welcome to Beyond the Pain, a place where parents of estranged adult children can find peace and healing. In each episode, I hope to share stories that will help you through some of your darkest hours. To bring this out of the shadows and stop being ashamed. Then to build you up and inspire you to love yourselves even more. I want to start by reminding you that I am not a therapist or a doctor. I'm just a guy who's been there and wants to help you have a life past our estranged children. If you need mental help coping with this or have thoughts of hurting yourself or someone else, please seek professional help. Hi there. On today's show, we're going to have a guest with us today. Uh, her name is Nancy Lee Clune. She is an author and uh, also an estranged parent. So we're going to talk to Nancy and um, uh, get her get get some information about her book and hopefully her uh, some of her story and uh, that will help other people out there as well. So let me bring Nancy on. Oh. Hi there, Nancy. How are you? Hi there. I'm well, thank you. And you? Very good. Um, so thank you for coming on to the show. I appreciate it. Um, welcome. I, uh, I don't know if you had, a, had the opportunity to, I know I sent you a couple. I don't know if you had the opportunity to listen to some of the podcast, but um, I've been doing this for, about two years now, right, right after the, right after, or right before the pandemic started, and uh, so, so, um, 
you know, my my thought is I just I just want to try to help some of those parents out there that like you and I probably thought in the very beginning that you're the only one going through this. Mm-hmm. You have to be a little crazy. What did I do? You know, so uh, started this so that um, hopefully we can help some of those parents and they won't, you know, feel so quite as awful as we did. Hopefully. <laughs> well, they probably do feel as awful as we did, but maybe we can help them feel a little yeah. better. Let's hope. So, so another of my um, listeners shared your book with me uh, mm-hmm. and she said she really, really got a lot of comfort out of it. Um, like I have told you, I'm, I'm in the middle of reading it, but I just, I didn't want to wait because I think it's too important to, um, to wait on me because it could be a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to bring you on, talk a little bit about your book touch on, you know, as much as you'd like to about your story and, and see, see where it goes. So uh, mm-hmm. will you share with the listeners the name of your book? The book is called Banished, A Grandmother Alone, Surviving Alienation and Estrangement. Okay. Okay. And so obviously um I've read some of the book and that you um, are an estranged parent. Are they still estranged from you? Semi. Okay. Semi. Okay. All right. Um, so about you personally, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, well, uh, about the estrangement or about myself? Self? <laughs> um, about yourself and then we can go into the estrangement. Okay. Uh, well, um, I'm a musician, a former professional dancer. Um, I'm also a composer. I have lullabies on every possible venue. Um, oh, cool. Uh, I, so basically I'm just a regular person with talent and interests and, you know, small successes throughout my life and not some, not so small, but I always love to write. And when this happened, I started just jotting things down, you know, they, you know, they say journal. So I tried journaling, which led to a blog. And, and when I, one day I saw that two people had read it and I was like, Oh my gosh, my blog, you know? So I kept writing and, you know, my following has increased and, and I found out along the way that there are a lot of people going through this. Arthur. It's unbelievable. And I'm wondering if it always went on or if it's just coming out in the open or, or if it's a generational thing, I don't know. Um, So then my blog led to the book and um, the book is sort of a handbook. It's, it's not somebody wrote, I wanted more stories. There are no stories really about other estrangements. Um, And I touch on things that happen in mine. Uh, So, so my estrangement, started 20 years ago when my son met this woman and married her. And uh, very soon I suspected a disorder in her. Mm. And I, because I was accused of saying and doing and thinking things I did not think or say or do. Oh my goodness. Oh, it became a campaign against me. And, um, I had to sign an agreement early on that I would only have every third Christmas with them. And it's just bizarre stuff. Wow. And I 
my friend, and I wasn't going to sign it. And my girlfriend said, sign it. You want to know your grandchildren. And this is the only way. They're giving you no other option. So I signed it. <laughs> and then um, a few years went by. And and then she, they got, my son and his wife got separated. And when they got back together, I got a phone call from their therapist saying they wanted me out of their lives. And that's in the preface of the book. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And of course, this particular therapist should have lost his license because it was so unethical. Yeah. And they kicked me out of the house I was in and because my son owned it and her. And they had a yard sale with my belongings. And I'm like, it was, oh, my gosh, well, it was terrible. I it was my second home. I had a home in California. Anyway, so I was not allowed to see the kids. I was cut out of their lives. And <clears throat> the uh, there were four of them, twin girls. Then there were only three. Aww. And one boy was four, almost five, and the other was six. So they were the two older ones. Well, especially the oldest one was affected by it because he knew me. And I, all of a sudden, right. it weird, you know, and I did nothing, nothing wrong, nothing. I watched what I said. I was careful because I thought this girl, you're not going to go against, uh, go up against her because right. you don't, I, you you can't win, and it's still the, the dynamic in that family where she <clears throat> she coerces and she she has rage and she, everybody it's a borderline thing, narcissistic. It's in cluster B personality disorder in the DSM. So wow, okay. I'm pretty sure I have a master's in psychology, so I'm an armchair diagnostic. <laughs> you know, um, so uh, it it broke my heart, and I did try to write those letters of amends that other people have suggested, but it just blew up in my face. It did not work. It was the worst thing I could have done actually. Um, right. So I continued to communicate with the children by sending gifts for Christmas and birthdays and whatever else I could imagine. Like I wrote like regular letters, which they thought was fun. And, you know, I, I came up with different ways to connect with them over the years, Valentine's day, any holiday I could think of. Right. And um, so I was always allowed to do that, which was very, which was helped, but <laughs> helped, you know, but it was odd because I'm not allowed in their house. I'm not allowed to spend my, my grand, second grandson just, he, I'm not allowed to their graduations. I'm not invited to anything. My son and I do talk. Wow. He, he is under her control. You know, he's got Stockholm syndrome. I don't know if you know what that is. Yes. Okay, but for those who don't, it's when you fall in love with your captor and you start adapting to their insanity and agreeing with them. And then finally, mentally, you start believing the own lies you're telling yourself to survive. Right. So um, so I am. I have seen the grandchildren here and there from for the last three years. We're, we're not particularly bonded. We're fond of each other, but we missed the bonding years. And so right. you replace them. And, and my son is still struggling with, you know, his issues and her. And, but he does try to reach out from time to time. But, you know, like you said earlier when we were talking privately, it's not the same. You know, it's, it's, a, it's very dicey. You know, the, yeah. you know, when you reunite and you reconcile, it, it's up and down. It's really up and down, and you it really is. and the parent, because we're older and wiser, we do all the work. We're the ones that keep our mouths shut. You know, we're the yeah. ones that say, "Okay, they're younger; they don't get it." You know, 
So, um, so that's where that's it. So, but what I do understand, everybody's story is different. You know, For my, sure. mine is was precipitated by, by my daughter-in-law. She had, she wanted me out. And in order for my son to survive as a father and a husband, I had to go. And right. I, I, I understand that. And it doesn't make it right, but I understand it. So, but, so that, you know, we can't have what we want sometimes, you know, no. I can't have I'm a, a regular relationship with my grandchildren or my son. I'm not invited to Sunday dinner or even allowed it on their doorstep, you know, right. for no reason. There is nothing. I, I asked my son, what, what did I do? And I don't know, mom, you know, I don't know. She just gets mad. I've, I've always maintained with, with, um, in the, in the Facebook group that I'm in and anyone else that I talk to like yourself, that I, I just feel like that as long as you weren't, um, physically <laughs> mentally or sexually abused then what you there is no reason no. for this you know i mean yes there are bad parents out there obviously well, of course. but unless you do certain really really bad things and i mean you may not have to be close to your parent if they were not the greatest parent but that doesn't mean you have to banish them from your life well, of course, it's extreme. It's an extreme yeah. thing to do, um, and in it, you know, it is. Uh, in this case, it didn't even have anything to do with what I did or didn't do because this person was accusing me of things in her that were in her head. Right. Nobody can navigate that. You no. know, there's no way around it, and. My son, because he's got Stockholm syndrome, he started to believe everything. And he started to, you know, turn against me because he had to, to survive in the system he's currently still in. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great and terrible loss for a parent. And to be treated with such cruelty is, I don't think you ever get over it. You know, you mentioned earlier, not sure if it was, if this kind of thing has been going on for a long time or if it's generational or whatever. And I actually was talking to one of my um, friends in the group and she suggested for me to do an episode about generational estrangement because obviously it does happen. And then I got to kind of examining my family <laughs> and yeah. realizing that there was, I mean, my father, when I was four or five, maybe six, um, you know, they separated. They were, I don't really know quite what happened. Obviously, I was very young, but, um, and I never, I have vague memory of him, but that's it. And so, and then I then I looked at some of my siblings, you know, had children who did the same thing or or that we were estranged kind of from each other. And I mean, there's, you know, when I started the Facebook group, the admins and I, we, we kind of tried to find a definition of estrangement. 
and it's very all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's no like this is estrangement. You know, there's there's estrangement, oh, <laughs> estrangement light. You know, yeah. or yeah. or there's um, other familial estrangement. There's strained relationships where people think it's really estrangement. We have people try to come into the group sometimes, and we we prefer people kind of sounds bad, but we prefer people that have been estranged for just a little while, like with, with no contact. That's what our group is about. What is the name um, of the group? Um, it is healing and support for parents of estranged adult children. Mouthful. Um, but um, there are some times that we'll get somebody to come in and they've been fighting with their kid for a couple of weeks and are like, that's That's what what we're doing here you know Um, and and all manner of other things people that are um, separated because they're in you know whether kids are in or them well I guess their kids are in jail you know that's not the same you know so um, but in, in examining my family I realized just in my one little family that it has happened quite a bit you know, and so I think it's, you know, and, and I think it's, I think it's probably been going on for a while, mm-hmm. but I think it's just, I think it's worse maybe these days because of the lack of connection maybe with, with humans, <laughs> um, especially the younger generation. Um, you know, my kids are 20s and 30s some of the estranged parents' kids are in their 40s, 50s, and beyond. Right. You know, so it's different generations. But with my my kids' generations, they're just kind of, and, and younger, they're just kind of all about this, you know, not human interaction stuff. So they don't know how to. So. I, I'm not sure we can pin it on that. Um, no, I just think there's a portion of it that be a portion. I yeah. I agree with you on all accounts. And I also did the same thing. I looked back in my family. Yeah. And um I think daughters in law uh you know the the son's wife thing with mm-hmm. his mother has been around forever. <laughs> right. I think that's sort of a dicey thing for a lot of women, especially if they're insecure, you know, the the wife and the mother of the her husband. Right. That, Sort of a you know a old jokes about in laws and everything, right? Um, but when I started looking at my family, I saw that my uncle had married a woman who didn't like my grandmother, and she was mean to her. They didn't, but they didn't cut them out. Right. The and I also saw that my own my father's mother was not in in my life like my maternal grandmother was. I liked I loved them both when I was a child. And and looking back, I see that she was not treated very warmly by my parents, my, my right. grandmother. She would she would drive, so we my father would pick her up for Easter and Christmas, and that's when I would see her. And you know, I feel really bad because you follow your parents' leads on right. and I I I left her alone. I didn't know better and as now i look back and think why didn't i visit her why didn't i 
why didn't I? And then my other grandmother, who I loved dearly, she'd call me when I'm in my early 20s. I go, oh, oh my God, I talked to my grandmother, who I loved and adored, but I was so selfish and, and you know, you know, launching out of my home and getting married and a child. And I just was like, what? I was unkind. And I like, I, I regret it deeply, you know. Yeah. But I think even, even that with people of, you know, older generations, because I'm included in that too now, um, <laughs> you know, barely. but yes, you may not have jumped through hoops to be around them or whatever, but if they really tried and they really wanted to talk to you, you probably wouldn't, I think most more times than not, wouldn't have just ignored them completely. You no, know? no, of course not. But I could have been, I could have been better. <laughs> can't we all can't we yeah. all? so um but it is it's true it happens more than you think and i think it just wasn't talked about much when right. i started writing my book there was nothing out there about estrangement there were there was a very good book stop walking on eggshells i remember mm -hmm. good and helpful and um codependent no more very good stuff you know yeah. that you apply there's and one stop the crying i think I can't remember quite. That came out around the same time as mine. Uh, did it? Okay. Done with done with the crying. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That came out think, right before me. Okay. So, that and then we were like the only ones out there, but now they're more a little bit more and. Right. So. I don't. I don't think you know. And it's like, unless people have been through it and realize they've been through it, it you get all of the 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 friends or other family oh just like you had like you know to sign that contract oh that's your only shot at doing this and whatever and i'm like yeah but at what price you oh. know yes you're going to get to see your grandchildren but it's such a, a tense thing you know no, at, this is that that's an excellent point it, it it was so shrinking for me to do that. If you know what I mean. Now I look Absolutely. back. I look back and I wish I hadn't. I wish I just let go of them right then and there. Because my experience with being a long-termer with estrangement is that you have to let go of them. And we parents really have a hard time with that. because we do. We're used to being in control. It, nature sort of does a reversal on us when we. Yeah, they do. You know, we have the children and we're the boss and they, yeah. we tell them and we're teaching what we learned, which may not, may or may not be good, but you know. Right. And nobody teaches us how to be a parent. And so then the, the children, and I always see it like this, the, you know, you have a child and you're like, like this, right? Right. And as the child grows up, it kind of, you know, the, the mother, the child, the mother's always looking at the child, but the child goes and the, and the parent, not just the mother, but the parents always look after their child, but the child's going, going forward, you know, yeah. you can't see my hands, but, <laughs> but so, you know, the children launch, they have their lives, but the parents always are just so attached, you know, so, yeah you know, umbilically attached that they just can't let go. And we see other parents 
enjoying their grandchildren and a nice child who loves them and treats them well. And we like, what happened here? How did this happen? I would, I would, you know, when it first happened to me, my granddaughter was just coming up on two at the time. And so we missed two and a half years of, of that. Some of the, some of the real foundation stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. and, so when it happened and I, and it set in and I knew that I couldn't make it better, I couldn't fix it. Yeah. We would, you know, my wife and I would be out to restaurants and oh, we would see yeah. just what you're talking about, you yeah. know, clearly grandparents with their grandchildren. And it just killed me just about. I, yep. I, I had that. I talk about that in my book. Oh. I was in a restaurant one night with some friends and a family came in with four kids, two little girls who are twins and two older boys, exactly the model of my, my son's family. Oh, exactly. And I, I looked at them and I, I had a little stab in my heart, you know, it it reminded me of them, but I made a decision immediately to not go there, not to compare, not to mourn what I can't have. I cannot have it. Yeah. Bottom line, there's nothing I can do to have what I want. We talk about that in our group all the time, you know, because there's there's a point in which, and everybody gets there, well, if they get there, they get there at their own time. Yes, yes. But that at some point, you may have to just cut that cord. And, and it may not stay cut <laughs> because yeah. you say, okay, I'm... I'm done with you and I, I can't do it anymore. And then you see something like we're talking about and it all just comes back. But well, we, you know, I think it's a daily practice. Um, you never, you never truly cut the cord. Right. Wait, I'm <clears throat> right. I'm working on a second book and it just, it's more like reflections and it goes a little bit deeper than my yeah. first book. Um, and I talk about cutting the cord <laughs> and what, I, how I see it is I sort of say, please, whoever's, spirit, energy, whatever, please cut the cord, the part of the cord that has gone bad. Oh, that's a good way to put it. And keep the love between us. Yeah. So that's the only way I can get around that one because I, and when I get thoughts of my son and daughter-in-law who I am working so hard on trying to forgive and I, I'm sorry, I can't, can't do it yet. I'm trying. I hear you. Can't do it. Um, when, when I get thoughts of them mm-hmm. you know, and they're never happy thoughts, let's face it, unless we've had a, you know, lucky to have a good conversation with maybe the, one of the grandchildren or something. It's always right here and there. I say, I, I say, okay, to my thought, I go, okay, I know you're there. I love you, but I'm not going to, I'm not willing to talk to you right now. I'm not willing to think about you right now. I actually talk to the thought and that seems to help me. And yeah, you know, because you have to have a lot of techniques in place. I think you do the daily, daily, hourly, minute by minute practice. Sometimes, you know, when we get into the rumination, you know, or we say, I'll never see the kids again. You have to, you have to ask yourself, do you know that to be true for sure? You know, right. um, or what, what are you, why are you thinking that you don't know that anything can happen to life. It can happen tomorrow, you know? Right. So, yeah, my uh, my book is about recovery 
And recovery is ongoing and there's no point and there's no timeline. It's however you need to, to, you know, experience it, your own healing. Yeah. It sounds a lot like the, um, the stages of grief. It is you know. very much so, very much so. And they apply, a lot of things apply. The serenity prayer from sure. AA applies. Mm-hmm. Al-Anon has some wonderful ideas for letting go. And, you know, it's, but, you know, it's easy to say it. Well, all you have to do is A, let go, B, you know, yeah. find it. <laughs> and you go, all right, thank you very much. Now, yeah. you know. I know, um, you know, so many, and I've had a couple of guests on that say this, that people have said, well, okay, it's time. You just need to get over it. No. <laughs> and you can't necessarily do that. I mean, some people might be able to, but. They're kidding themselves. You. Or are they, you know, they might fake it till they make it, you know, or at least perceive that. But it's like mm-hmm. someone else that's not not dealing with that, that just really upsets me for that person when they do that. Because it's clear. Yeah, yeah. That... yeah. I hear you. You have to you have to feel your your grief. You have to. Sure. It's your grief. You have to acknowledge anger and feel it and know it, know it's there. And, you know, sometimes it's a good thing to be angry because you get get the hell with this shit. Sorry. Absolutely. No, that's fine. Well, it's funny you say that because I, and I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, back probably a year or so ago. Now, my wife and I were trying to look into, you know, doing other businesses or whatever. I, I work, I have a nine to five job now, but trying to be an entrepreneur ish kind of stuff. And we thought I was, I was looking online about something and there was one of those smash rooms. Have you ever heard of those smash? Uh Uh-huh. No, like there's this at the time, this was in like California. Um, So I kind of looked into it a little bit doing it around here, but it's literally this place. And I'm sure it's probably kind of like a warehouse kind of setting that you can go to and break things. Just oh, I've heard of that. I have plates, yes, you know, yeah. computer parts, whatever, you know, just things you can go to just to just to get out that healthy. I saw it on Bling Empire on Netflix. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So my wife and I started looking at some doing something like that around here because it wasn't here yet and we just couldn't get it together and now of course they're popping up you know i'm like we missed our chance okay Okay. but um but you know doing things like that yeah or like you said the serenity prayer if that's your thing or or whatever to try to heal some whatever works for you yeah So I'd like to thank Nancy for coming on the show. Please be sure to tune in next week to um, hear the rest of her interview. Um, I'd also like to remind everyone that if you would like to be on the show or you have some suggestions or you just want to drop me a line, please feel free to email me at beyondthepainpodcast at gmail.com. Also, remember, if you're hearing this for the first time, you can find me on most of the major podcasting sites like Apple, Google, Spotify, and Podbean. And then I'd also like to remind you to please try to live beyond the pain.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.